to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. Of course, we've already had two rounds of the English Greyhound Derby and we're gearing up for the third round on Saturday. It is, of course, the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound Derby third round. Heat one coming up at 20 past six, the second race on the card at Toaster on Saturday night. Before we dive in, I'll introduce who we've got. As always, my co-pilot is Mr. Joe Andrews. Joe, how are you doing? Yeah, I am good. Yeah, a steady eight out of ten on a on a Monday night after work. So we're uh, all good. Yeah, thank you. And because the Irish are dominating, we can't get rid of him yet. It's Mr. Barry Cole. <laughs> Barry, how are you doing? Oh, well, if that's if that's the, the reason why you're hanging on to me, I'll be here for a while. I'll be here for a while, Danny. I'm doing very well. Thanks. It's delighted to be on as always. And he's returning after a hiatus last week. It's Lofty, aka Martin Chapman. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad, Danny. Uh, Oxford Dogs last week kept me a bit busier, far busier on the bank already Monday than it was Tuesday morning. But um, yeah, back to uh, back to see the real stuff tonight. Well, I can't wait for Saturday night and the start of the third round of the Star Sports and TRC English Greyhound Derby. And in Heat 1, we have Trap 1, Savannah Titan, 2, Ballymac Bronze, 3, Ballymac Finn, 4, Swords Rex, 5, Romeo Top Gun, and 6, Stevie Nose. We are going to hear from some connections of, firstly... Uh, Trap 5, Romeo Top Gun in Patrick Janssen's, and then Rose Draper has given us her thoughts on Trap 6, Stevie Knows. Romeo Top Gun, Trap 5, terrible draw for him, really. Um, he's a very tight railer. Um, if he can if he can get any sort of run from that draw, he might f- be able to finish in the first three, but... Um, I'm not very confident from that draw. He's fast enough, that's for sure. You know, he's he's a 29 dead dog round round toast. About fingers crossed for him. Stevie Nose is a dog that we did think quite a lot of when he first came. He was bought to be a sprinter, but since going to Toaster, he's really upped his game. He's going in with some terrific dogs and really holding his own. He's yet to trap there at Toaster, but we know he's capable of doing plenty more if he was to break well. So Rose knows that Stevie knows he's capable of trapping. He was bought as a sprinter, so hopefully he can find his trapping boots on Saturday. And Patrick is slightly worried about the draw as a railer from five. And obviously he's in against the Antipose favourite who's been poor perfect so far. He's got Swords Rex to his inside. Are we worried about the draw for Romeo Top Gun? And are we worried that Swords Rex might get into a little bit of trouble because Romeo Top Gun's going to be gunning for that rail, Lofty? I think so. And I think as much Swords Rex issue as having Bally McFinn drawn inside him. And I think for the first time in this whole competition, he's got his draw in trap three. Um, we were chatting the other night actually there about him being seeded middle, but I think as Liam Dowling probably would rightly think if he got seeded middle, he'd put him up out in trap five and trap six where he doesn't want to be. It's clear from seeing his first two runs that you know trap one doesn't suit him. He popped out on Saturday night. You know, a few of Liam's dogs, I think it was well noted, were running under a bit of the cloud last week. And then I thought he ran really well. Just gave up the bend to the inside to clone the Duke and it was a different race than there. But in trap three, if he finds his trapping boots on there again, it's going to be a big obstacle to Swords Rex. And I certainly think Swords Rex is a, a value bet to take on here at the, this point. You know, I look around, he was around, he was certainly trading the odds on Swords Rex. Thought Bally McFinn around 3-7-2 chance. If we see the Bally McFinn, we know. Could definitely make him go in. Okay, so tricky heat potentially, Barry, for your lad, Swords Rex. Yeah, look, I agree with Lofty. He's 4-9 there at the moment. Very, very short with a couple of fast starters. When they get it right around on either side of him, I suppose, Romeo Top Gun 
will be heading in. And Bally McFinn, yeah, three to one, seven to two. Remember, these were met in Shelburne Park a couple of months ago, not that long ago, and it's one all. Bally McFinn beats Ordrex Fair and Square, and it wasn't the fluke because the betting would tell you the first night the boat went off around five to four, and the second night I think it was maybe six to four Ordrex and nine to four Bally McFinn. So on their Irish form, there's not an awful lot between them. Bally McFinn, probably a little bit disappointing around the opening bends last week, but he hasn't got that much experience around this track. Again, he was very slow away from trap one. Um, it was a 4.25 section, and he done well to, to, to make the bend, I suppose, because there was a lot of dogs in the race, missed the break as well. I think Clown Duke caught the 4.41, which is which is walking out. But um, look, you got to say, Sword Rex was very good last week. His comments on the race card are very quickly away. I don't think he was very quickly away last week. I think as soon as his paws hit the ground, he was electric to the first bend. It's look, it's not a race for me. I'm going to get involved in. I still think Sword Rex will win. I thought his instant acceleration last week was very, very impressive. But Bally McFinn rates a big, big danger. I think he'd improve for last week's run. And yeah, at four to nine, I certainly wouldn't be back in Swords Rex. No, he is very, very short, Swords Rex. And I mean, he's shown the class. He's got the times in the book as well. But he's not quite had a battle on his paws yet, Joe. And he could well do so on Saturday night. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure myself. On, on what we've seen so far at Toaster in the derby, like Swords Rex has got... You know, he's been out and he got early pace to burn burn these off from trap four. He's obviously got the class to run quicker than all of these. You know, obviously, as Lofty said, Bally McFinn has definitely got a better draw this week. Um, but he was disappointing last week again. He he got himself into a decent position um, and he just ran a little bit flat. So, you know, I'd love to see him qualify still. You know, I don't think I'll be having a bet in this race. If I did, I'd be waiting to see what the top three are for, for Savannah Titan, who, who sort of beat Bally McFinn fair and, and square really last time, um, you know, for all trap three might improve. And Stevie knows again, you know, from, from the early prices, they're both big, big outsiders of this, but I think they could both possibly qualify in third. Um, we'll, we'll see, but yeah, probably just a race to leave alone and hope Swords Rex, um, you know, and Bally McFinn qualify. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm certainly going to be leaving it alone and I've still not decided who I'm going to put in the tipping competition either because I just can't decide if I want to go short or if I just want to go mad and go big uh, with the outside Stevie Nose because I just think he's got the draw and if there is a little bit of trouble, he could just take it. Barry? Yeah, it's just worth noting, Swords Rex, he's, he's a slightly different dog when he doesn't lead. I've seen that a few times. He can be a little bit awkward going past, challenging this side or that side and it's worth noting that the last six times he's been led He's been beaten five of those times. So he's a completely different dog when he's out in front. Like he'd be nearly impossible to beat. But around Toaster, you never know. If he gets behind, it could be a different ballgame. Oh, so there's that caveat as well on Swords Rex, who is the anti-post favourite now. On to the second heat of the third round of the English Greyhound Derby. We've got Trap 1, Beeper's Lariat, 2, Fay Point Susie, 3, Brinkley's Magic, 4, Kelowna Duke, Five, Jetstream Wind and six, Untold Zlotty. And we can hear from Callum Purdy, who gave us a word on the striped jacket of Untold Zlotty here. Untold Zlotty, yeah, he's a real nice progressive pup for us. Um, we've always sort of really liked him. He won his maiden on, on debut right at the beginning of the year. Um, he's only really contested in puppy races up until the derby started. Uh, first round of the derby, he won well, beat a good field. Second round last Saturday, he'd done very well to qualify in, in what looked a messy race to the eye, um, especially for a, for a young dog that, that's still quite green out wide. Um, but look, we know Saturday's task is another step up. It's a really good field, a couple of real good Irish dogs in there. 
Um, but look, he's done nothing wrong up until now. He's he's there on on merit, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, if we can get through, great. If not, he's uh, he's a nice dog to to look forward to for the rest of the year. So it is a tough heat for him, but whatever happens on Saturday, I do think he's an exciting youngster. They're certainly uh, keen to uh, see what he can do, at Pat, you know, post Derby, and I think he's got a cracking chance once again to at least qualify. I've championed him both rounds so far. I don't know if I can desert him this week. He's in against Clona Duke. I know that. And I know that he's obviously a very, very good track record holder at the moment. But I don't think I can desert my boy. So I'm going to be with Untold Zlotty to potentially upset the apple cart with Clona Duke. What do you reckon, Joe? This is a tough race, I think. Clona Duke, when I was looking at this yesterday, he has got a horrible draw here in four and he's got pace. Uh, inside and outside as well. And he could get into a little bit of trouble. It's hard to envisage he's going to miss it like he did last week. Mm. He did really well to win last time because he, he, you know, he completely missed it and, and stumbled out. You know, Beeper's Lariat and Jetstream win went head to head in in the second round, and Beeper's Lariat was was well on top. And I think he's better drawn now in trap one here, um, so he could go well. Um, Brinkley's Magic again showed what he can do. You know, picking up Romeo Hanzo that was no mean feat and a, and a really good run. So. Again, you know, I'm obviously on Clona Duke anti-post here. I'm going to hope that he, he qualifies, but getting stuck in at odds on certainly wouldn't be for me. And, it, you know, this is a little bit of a potential banana skin here. And I wouldn't be surprised if if any of these won, won it. If, you know, Fair Point Suze is two from two and, and ran a brilliant race last time as well and deserves a mention. They've all got a chance. Yeah, they certainly do. It is a tough heat for Clona Duke. And, I mean, he can't miss it as badly as last week, can he, Lofty? No, I mean, I think we've got to take some of these sectors with a pinch of salt. There was a few of them that were like probably a couple of lengths slower than they were the week before. You know, we could go on about what the, the timings were doing there, but there was certainly some different sectionals there the other night. But yeah, he, look, he did miss the break badly. There's a bit of pace up his side. I mean, Faith Point Suja, she's been really going up. And she's been coming through the bars both times in her heat. I actually had a few quid on her in the first. I think she's the only winner I bet so far with Derby during the actual the nights. And then she came away really well when she won that first round when she beat Fabulous Azura from Trap 1. Again, Trap out from trap three the other time as well got the pingers box um yeah look i mean you don't mind landing the odds on shots around there as you say clone duke did it right last time and savannah titan come flying home maybe another stride savannah titan might have uh, might have picked clone and duke up i will mention untold slot you so it was very impressive in the first round but i don't know what callum said but he's very hit and miss at the boxes there this dog if he hits the boxes and traps out right you know he certainly can, can make them all go here and he's going to get his draw all the time out and trap sick he's a great big unit he's probably well suited by toaster really as well and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he qualifies. Uh, we've obviously mentioned Beeper's Larry out there. Well, I know Barry put up an anti-post and a few people quite fancied him for the fastest sectional. I thought he ran really well last week and he didn't lead. And he stuck on really well beyond Swords Rex. Made a lot of ground up from like two to three and on the running beyond Swords Rex. So I think he could run a fair race. So we wouldn't be at all surprised if he pops up and wins here. Playing a Duke lot, I'll be happy at laying my odds on, certainly. Um, it's not proved very profitable so far, laying dogs at odds on at Total during the heat for Derby, but we can get a couple beat once in a while. And come the third round, you know, there's a few dogs that are getting more used to the track and there's a few little things that sort of get ironed out and things that change. So, yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to be a Beepers Larry here, all faithful with Susie at the prior season. And certainly we'd want to be, you know, a layer of Clone of Duke at odds on. They're laying Clone of Duke and looking for one and two Beepers Larry out and Fade Point Susie to run big races on Saturday. Barry, you're ditching your boy Beepers Larry or you're sticking strong with him? 
It's it's a very, very tough race, and you genuinely can give make a case for all six. Beepers, Larry, in one, I agree. I thought he ran a really good race last week. I think he was maybe four lengths off Sorge Rex at the, at the second bend, and he remained four lengths off him. He can go up much better. His sections just seem to be getting worse and worse as he goes on. He's he done a trial around there, 4.15. They're, they're getting progressively slower, but there's definitely better to come. He, he can start much better, well-drawn on the rails. The bitch in two, Fate Point Susie, as Joe said, she's unbeaten. She's going up really strongly. And then Brinkley's magic. I think I said yesterday on Racing Post Greyhound TV that if the derby was run over 500 metres straight, there's not many would beat him. He's so, so quick. He just doesn't run the bends with great fluency. And that could be an issue for Clona Duke. Clona Duke can be very hit and miss at traps. When he broke the track record in Limerick, he'd done a 123 section. He came back seven days later, he was almost three lengths sore. We've seen it around Toaster. He flew out last week and then he's almost five or six lengths lower the following week. He can't afford to miss the break in this sort of a heat because Jetstream win can go up well, as too can Untold's Lottie. And if, look, if Brinkley's magic, we've seen him fly to the corner as well. And if he was to ease on the bend with Clona Duke on his outside, he could cause all sorts of trouble. So again, a four to nine. I couldn't have Clona Duke. I'd love to see him qualify, obviously. be great for the Hollands, and it's great always to have the best dogs make it to the latter stages, but he's very, very short for me, a four to nine, a poor draw, and I'd certainly be with Beepers Larry in one. I've spread across the map a little uh, for heat number two. What about heat three? Well, we've got Trap One, Sina Otis, two, Romeo Command, three, Infield Billy, four, Boyle Sports Gift, five, Tommy's Boss, and six, Savannah Hero. And we're going to hear from Patrick Janssen's once again, this time about his lad, Romeo Command. Romeo Command um, is in great form, only at three races after the juvenile. Well, this be his third race now coming. Um, he come out of the race very well. Um, Trap one will move off slightly. Um, but I just hope he can get any sort of run and hopefully his class will get him there in the first three and that's all fingers crossed for him. Now, Patrick, just hoping that he can clear trap one, Sina Otis, on the run to the first bend. But that is no gimme here, Lofty. No, he's both times he's had a, had a bad draw. And I know both times I've been quite keen to take him on. He was actually quite impressed with me the other night. Um, you know, Burj Khalifa, Brendan Matthews' dog's quite a strong running sort. And he managed to get his way, pick his way around the first couple of bends. And I was actually chatting to Dave Firmager before racing there on, um, I think it was Friday night. And I was just saying there was a few runners there that, I was quite keen on uh, on Magico and Command as a dog. I wanted to lay, as it was. They both won, so um, it didn't make a lot of difference to me, really. I did manage to get Command in the book. And look, I mean, he's impressed me a lot more than I thought he would do over this derby so far. He was a dog I was sort of quite keen to take on. I wasn't sure, you know, stepping out of, as I said in the uh, the preview we'd done, stepping out of puppy class and then the British bred dogs that he's been taking on. I know Burj Khalifa ran in the same puppy derby at Toaster that he ran in last time, but it's like he put him away quite well the other night. We all know what he can do. He's, he's a strong man in sort and, and he does it right. Uh, Boyle Sports Gift, who I've, I've done my absolute kahunas on there on the, on Friday night when he, he won the last uh, the last heat of the night at five to two. Um, I was chatting to Damien Lonergan from Boyle Sports who come up to me before the race. He said, why do you beckon this for a Friday two? Excuse me, bad Irish accent there, Barry. He goes, I couldn't back it with your money this one. And I was like, thanks, Damien. Seeing it flash out the traps and Julie uh, being by five and a half lengths with the pump is cheering it on me. Yeah, I thought, nice one, Damien. Um, but, you know, different draw tonight, trap four. He actually flew out of trap one and went up pretty straight. If he brings that game to the table again, he's going to, you know, he's going to make them all go. Um, I thought Savannah Hero had a really nice draw here in Trap 6, actually. Uh, he was pretty well backed as well the other night, and I thought he ran really well. He's got some decent Irish form. If you go back on the card far enough, 
last year. I think he won Night of Stars, uh, or whatever they call it now, the Winter Racing Festival at Shelbourne. Kachais led him. Look, Kachais has been a revelation so far with the early pace that he's been showing. And you know, Kachais is a strong man in sort as well. And he kept to the task really well, sort of matched Kachais, hit the front actually at the third bends. And then Kachais just proved stronger close home. He's got a decent draw here. He can probably clear Tommy's boss early on. I thought a bit of value is around about a six to one chance. It might even be bigger than that. I think eight to one. I think I saw in a couple of places. Savannah Hero. I'd be with that. Again, say Romeo Kamara, just think the draw with Sino Otis inside him could prove troublesome. So I'm going to go for a smidgen of value here for the uh, Mr. Boothby and Savannah Hero. Are you yeah. auditioning for um, a commentary job at Toaster with this Kachis on it? Kachis, isn't it? Kachis. 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 <laughs> I can't, you, you can't, you can't knock the colonel. Like, he wasn't there actually on, on Saturday. He had to go, that's Steve, the guy who gets to Oxford sometimes. Uh, or it's, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty good as well. We do get some funny name, funny name commentaries there. I seen a record doing a draw one year and I absolutely murdered some of the Gaelic names and uh, I think I had Ian Fortune messaging me saying, what are you calling these and calling that for them? I think I think my, I think my favourite one was Slippy Keen, who I called something ridiculous. Like, well, I've obviously known it as King now, the way you pronounce it, but C-I-A-N. I don't know why I call it Slippy Cyan or something. I think I'm going to call it. But, yeah, I, I should read more May Finchie novels, my wife tells me, so I'll get all the Irish pronunciations and names right. But, yeah. <clears throat> Well, whoever he is, Kachis, Kachais, whoever, we'll be hearing from uh, Charlie Reese later on anyway. Uh, in this race, I do love Romeo Command. I think Sinai Otis might have flown under the radar just a little bit in this competition this year. I've not heard much about him, but obviously he's got the, the back class to certainly feature. And if he holds that pitch up the inside, he's a real strong uh, dog. So I, I don't know. If, I think I'm going to go with Sinai Otis myself. Uh, Joe, who would you be siding with? I think I've been really impressed with Romeo Command. It was one of those, we talked about him on the, the podcast last time, didn't we, about the price. And, you know, actually, he, he's a big price because of the draw. Um, you know, he touched two to one, I think. And it's one of those, in hindsight, you think, you know, bloody hell, that was that was a silly prize, really. <laughs> uh, he's looked he's looked classy, hasn't he? Uh, and I think he can win here. Obviously, you know, Sina Otis has to blast out from track one to win this. Um, you, you know, he's been he's been running really well. Obviously, second both times, but that you know, twenty nine fifties and stuff isn't going to be good enough. He, he's going to need to improve, and certainly, you know, against the likes of Romeo Command, you know, Ball Sports Gift. Shout out to Ryan last time. Really fancied him, didn't he? Strongly, mm-hmm. um, and he and he beats. Sign it, Otis. But as Lofty said, the traps are reversed this time. So you'd expect Sign it, Otis, to maybe give a better account of himself versus that rival. And then Thomas Boss, who was the popular shout out last time, ran well for a for a really long way. And there's no disgrace getting picked up by Marie Champion, is there? But you just you'd expect Romeo Command to do the same and, and and pick him up if he's you know if he's anywhere near him as well. So I think Romeo Command for me in this. I wish infield Billy. Uh, ran last time out like he did, you know, in the first round than he did last time out. That would have been nice as well. But I think he's uh, he, he ran a really nice race to beat Link's Top Gun, didn't he? But I think I'm going to stick with Romeo Commander. He's going to be odds against by the look of it. And I think, you know, I think maybe in, in races like this when he's odds against, now you need to take note and maybe put your money down. Okay, so Romeo Command can't sway him from that with a Joe and Barry. Who are you siding with? just need to touch on Lofty's Damien Lonergan impression. In, in your defence, Lofty, <laughs> Damien was born in Tipperary and he lives and works in works in Dundalk. So I'm he has to, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the worst accent you will ever come across. Back to Heat 3. Um, I'm going to be with Boyle Sports Gift. I thought he was very impressive last week from Trap 1. I think he's got a decent enough draw in four. There's not much early pace on his inside infield. Billy wouldn't have the early of him. Neither would Romeo Command. 
Um, I'm not too sure how Sina Outless will break from trap number one. 423, the last time he ran in that box. So, Boyle Sports gifted some good sectionals around Limerick, good sectionals around Shelburne Park, and again, 414 last week from the inside box. I think if he leads, he would be very, very tough to beat. Got to respect Romeo Command. I backed him last week, and I thought I was in big, big trouble when Burj Khalifa hit the front down the back straight because Burj Khalifa is very, very strong, and he picked him up um, fairly comfortably. And then Tommy's boss was a dog I was with last week as well. Going up consistently well, as I mentioned last week, and I just thought whenever he hits the front on his own, he will improve. He's consistently doing 29.40s. I know he did hit the front last week, but he just didn't get that length clear of Marty Champion. I still think there's a better run to come from, but the opposition is just getting better and better as the rounds go on. So I'll be firmly with Boyle Sports Gift on this. I think he leads, and I think he'd be tough to pick up. Okay, Boyle Sports Gift for Barry. On to heat number four. We've got trap one, drive on lad, two links, top gun, three hopes, rhino, four, Ballymac Marino, five, hurry up, Jordan, and six, doghouse, dazzler. We are going to hear from Charlie Weiss about drive on lad. I think he's lost his trapping boots a little bit from the maiden derby, but listen, the pace is there. He's going up to the corner well. He seems clever enough, so... I'm very happy with the draw in red. So, you know, a level break, I'd like to see us turn in a qualifying position and he's strong enough where he should be able to hold it. Now, hopefully, hopefully, says Charlie, that he's going to get his trapping boots back on Drive On Lad because he's misplaced them somewhere. I really like Drive On Lad. He's one of my anti-post picks. He got through by the skin of his teeth last week and I'm really hoping he gets a better break out of the boxes this time around it's not certain that he's going to do so we know he can he's done a 410 split in the past but he's been 427 426 the times haven't been electric he's not shown you know what he can do around toaster like he did in the maiden derby so I'm hoping we see the drive on lad of old really hoping he just qualifies quite frankly uh, this week because from what we've seen I don't know like Charlie said we just need to see him get his trapping boots on the one that's impressed me in this lineup, though, is Hurry Up Jordan from last week because I thought I was out with him. He was my another one of my anti-post bets. Thought I was out with him, and he's absolutely flown around those final two bends. He was, you know, he was beaten, and he's won, and he's won by a head. I couldn't believe it because I ditched him in the challenge, and I was fuming with myself. But he won at a nice price. I don't think he'll go off six to one next time around in in round three. But he is, you know, he's got a fair bit of um, top class competition against him. So, got you know, Bally McMarino unbeaten so far. I'm going to go with Hurry Up Jordan. He impressed me last time. He's getting used to Toaster. He's an improving youngster. So he would be the one for me, hoping that Drive On Lad can qualify. Going to come to you first, Joe. Yeah, Drive On Lad is certainly going to have to trap better, as, as you mentioned and Charlie mentioned this time. It's a tough race. Um, Hopes Rhino has been a little bit disappointing. I mean, he drifted terribly uh, last time before the race. He was a crazy price on the exchange. He was went up to like 78 is, which which was nuts. And but he managed to qualify in third anyway behind Sign at Goofy. Links Top Gun, Doghouse Dazzler, maybe not been doing the times that are good enough to to qualify from this. Um, and Bally Matt Marino has been ultra impressive. He's in four here, but he's one from five and three. And you know, he was he was breathtaking, really, absolutely outstanding. So. You'd say he's hard to oppose, but he's seven to two on, which is also an absolutely crazy price. And I'd definitely be having a small bet on hurry up Jordan here around about six to one. Um, you know, he ran really well last time, uh, beating Blackhouse Harry. 
you know, been doing to what 29 29 last time, 29 37, which is a little, you know, a few lengths outside of what Ballymat Marino's been doing. But I just think he's he's got a lot of class, he's a good dog, and, and at the prices, he's, he's certainly worth a bet. Yes, hurry up, Jordan. Hopefully, we'll get the job done on a Saturday, Barry. Yeah, I, look, I know the dog you're fond of here, Danny Drive on, lad. He, he's very frustrating. He, he's a bit like this in Paj, isn't he, really? All the the pre-derby trials clocking 410, 409s, and then when the derby comes around itself, he's into the mid-420s, and it's very similar with Drive-On Lad here, but at least we know there's a break in him. He did do 410 from Trap 1 not so long ago, so he has to have a bit of, bit of a chance on the rails. The dogs in 2 and 3 don't look like they have much early place. Bally McMarino, I've seen 1-5 to five and 2-9 to nine in places. That's ridiculous. He's not going to be that short on the nice um look he was incredible last week as well 29 17 he seemed to get everything his own way really didn't he, he come out well 29 17 probably a, a disappointing on the clock but liam dowling did say that they had a little bit of sickness in the kennel and they were just happy to get through this week so hopefully um he can come on a little bit from that hurry up jordan yeah he's only had nine ten races this fella and look he put in a storm and finished it to get up uh, close home last week doing 29 19 just under two lengths behind Ballet McMarino, who more or less had a solo, and you can expect him to improve. As I say, only having those nine or ten starts, he should have plenty of room to operate earlier on. We expect Bally McMarino to be gone, but um, yeah, it's hard to oppose Bally McMarino. Certainly wouldn't be backing him two to five, one to nine. I wouldn't even be backing him at or sorry, two to nine or one to five. I'd be struggling to back him at two to five if I'm honest. But um, I think for the forecast, pretty obvious, but it's between one and five. Okay, so looking for the forecast between one and five. Drive on, lad, and hurry up, Jordan. Bally Mac Marino, are you going to try and lay him, Lofty? I think you pretty much sum this race up, really. You know, five on is a bit too short. If you, you'll get to the price where he will be backed and you can lay him out, it does look a penalty kick for him, really. You know, he was very impressive last week. Everyone's already said about the issues that, you know, Liam Dowling had last week with sickness in the kennels um, or a little bug going through the kennels. You know, a few of the dogs were very, very, very weak on the exchanges. I mean, Bally Macron's link opened up something like seven to four and I think went off like a double figure price on, on the machine. So, you know, that showed you the, the thought behind them and all the dogs drifted, even, even Marino. I did manage to take a few quid out of him actually in the end, but look, he did everything right. Yeah, you can quit the time a little bit, you know, as he come out through the bars and, and looked impressive to the eye and the clock may be said differently. Um, hurry up, Jordan. I was impressed with him last bit, to be fair. It got a bit messy the race in front. Um, I'm not entirely sure Black House Harry quite wanted to go on. He sort of hit the front and had a little dwell about and then went again and hurry up, Jordan, come over the back of him. Look, he's a dog I really like and, you know, all respect to John Lowry, he's a decent trainer, but he's not that fashionable. This dog was with a, you know, was was with a Mark Wallace or a Patrick Janssen. It could have gone off half the price that he does, I think. Um, that's a, you know, a good thing really for his backers because, yeah, he's a, he's a nice dog, does it all way. I think Drive On Lad's got a nice draw on the inside. He can bring his trapping boots, his A gang party. He's got decent perform round toaster, as he proved in the Maiden Derby and the Puppy Dough before that. Yeah, like to see him qualify. I'll give him the tricast there. Look, four, five, one, favourite tricast, one, two, three. Okay, so go with four, five, and one for the Tricast then in heat number four. In heat five, we've got trap one, Romeo Hanzo, two, Aero Aaron, mm. three, Savannah Bailey, four, Black House Harry, five, Ninja Kerry, and six, Forest Icon. Now, this for me was the most wide open race um, on the night on Saturday. I mean, I think I've probably got to go with Romeo Hanzo on the inside, but I Slightly concerned about the draw. I think he'll clear Aero Aaron. So even if he does move off slightly because he's been trapping from four um, box four recently, and I mean, he's won from this location in the past, Romeo Hanzo, but 
Yeah, I think he's going to clear Arrow, Aaron, and then I think he's just going to sweep on by everybody else. So Romeo Hanzo would be the one for me. Lofty, I'm going to come to you first. Are you taking on? Yeah, I think we say the you know jaw dependent here. He's you know he, he won his trial stake round here from red, so you know he has been got the inside. A little bit disappointing they got caught by Brinkley's magic, I thought last week. But I mean Tom Hilborn's dogs were absolutely on fly, fly there last uh, last Friday and Saturday night. He's actually away on holiday, I think Tom as well. So there may be a clue there. Maybe he should stay away more often. He should come back and <laughs> see how well his dogs are running. Uh, but no, that was that was a good run from say from both the dogs. Um, I think Forest Icon's got a nice draw wide on the outside here. He just stays wide and strong. He stuck to his task really well last week, actually, against Bally Matt Marino. Um, I thought he ran, he ran perfectly, perfectly adequately. Ninja Kerry, you know, if the dog has won the Sussex Cup, you thought, you know, Hope would probably suit him as well. Uh, sorry, Toaster would probably suit him. He hadn't really taken the track, then, to be honest. It's very hard to fancy him. We've got Black House Harry in the race. You know, he's a bit of an enigma, Black House Harry. So he showed plenty of speed last week. He's certainly at the front off the last bend and just sort of went again, you know, it'd be there, it'd be a hard dog to keep out the frame, I think. Rangray Hanzo, look, from track one, that's slight negative for him. He's been doing his, say, doing his workout three and four. Maybe he should have won last week when he went round in front. It was a bit of an act of God that Brinkley's Magic come and caught him, but he's got the class and he's got the times in the book. You know, the first round run, you can't knock that run in the first round and uh, it'd be a tough dog to beat here, but I certainly think you've got runners here in Forest Icon and Black House Harry against him. Yeah, it's a tricky heat. It is the fifth of the evening on Saturday, but probably with Romeo Hanzo. Barry, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to be with Romeo Hanzo. I think he has went up well from trap one there in the past. And look, Brinkley's magic is just a bit of a freak when he's on a going day. And like, I really thought he was home for all money, I suppose, coming off the last bend. But um, yeah, he's just got nabbed in the last 10 or 15 yards or so. Um, I actually thought Ninja Kerry ran quite well last week um, behind Undulation and Romeo Magico, like two incredibly fast dogs on their day. And he was only beat just a little over three lengths by those two. So I thought he ran quite well. I agree, Forest Icon is a good draw out wide in six. And Black House Harry showed incredible pace to get himself involved in his race last week. But um, it's hard to oppose Romeo Hanzo. I know he's well thought of by the Hollands. Look, if you look back at his run from the fourth round, winning in 28-94, None of these here will go near that. So if you can get back to that sort of form, you should take uh, plenty of beat. So if you with Romeo Hanzo at around about 11 to 8, 6 to 4. Making it a full house, Joe? Yeah, again, I was really disappointed when Romeo Hanzo got picked up last time. I, I, I backed him. I had a decent bet. I really fancied him. So uh, I was pretty gutted, actually. I was in I was in tears. Um, he's got <laughs> trap one this time. You know, he should lead to the bend. Obviously, there's some pace on the outside with Ninja Kerry and, and Forest Icon, but he certainly should clear all the other railers. Um, Ninja Kerry needs to hold Forest Icon to, to that bend, um, and then Forest Icon might be kept a bit wide and might be in a in a little bit of trouble. But there we have obvious uh, the two obvious other ones for me. So I think Romeo Hanzo around about six to four. I, I saw um, which which I'd, I would happily take, and then I might even forecast it out with Ninja Kerry, who um, you know I agree with Barry. I thought ran a ran a decent enough race last time. Um, so yeah, one one to beat five. Okie dokie, so we're all in the Romeo Hanzo camp. We've got Heat 6 on Saturday that sees Trap 1, Gay Time, Nemo, 2, Undulation, 3, as I say, 4, Savannah Bow, 5, Distant Podge, and 6, Supernova. Well, let's hear from Rose Draper now on Distant Podge, who wears the orange jacket this time. Distant Podge looks to me to have a really nice draw. We're really pleased with how he's come out of the race. Hopefully he brings his trapping boots on Saturday night where I think he'll go very close if coming out level. It's a good race with lots of strong finishers, but Podge has shown so far in the derby that he really doesn't give up and he's staying the trip out much better than he was 
the beginning of the year. So fingers crossed he will go well. It's whether or not he has got his trapping boots on at this time around. He is one of my anti-post bets, though, so really hoping he makes it through. I was really impressed by Savannah Bow last week. 424 split was pretty much last into the first turn. Absolutely powered round those final two bends to win, going away by three and three quarter lengths. Wasn't the quickest time in the world, 29.25, but boy, does this lad have an engine when he gets going around those final two bends. Distant Podge, I mean... We know how well he runs Toaster. He's really taken to the track, but he can't trap at the moment. He seems to have lost his boots. 427 split on both rounds so far, so at least he's consistent. But I really want to see him do a little bit better for the Draper's distant podge. I want him to get out those boxes just that little bit quicker, because if he does and he manages to clear Savannah Bow, this, you know, he's absolutely huge, isn't he? 37 kilos almost. He should be able to ride a bit of trouble around the bends potentially and just power through. So, I think distant podge, I certainly think will qualify. Undulation, I've always liked, you know, Pestana and Lock and Lock. She's regally bred. She's, you know, she was just a length behind Romeo Magico last time. She absolutely pings the lid. So she should be making most of the running here. It's whether or not the big guns behind Savannah Bow and distant podge can close her down. And I think Savannah Bow might be able to. So he'd be the one I'd be pegging for the win. Barry, who are you with? This is a, a really tricky heat, really is. Gay Time Nemo, when I seen him run, run on Saturday night, I said he's, he's done all sorts of running to finish second. I thought he was incredible in defeat, really caught my eye in defeat. And um, I think that was one of the first heats on Saturday night, first or second. I thought he was excellent. Um, a dog I like is, as I say, for Brendan Matthews. I thought he was very good in the first round. I thought he ran quite well as well last week. And I was looking forward to having a few good in him this week. But he literally could not have a worse draw outside of undulation and Gay Time Nemo. I think... It's a horrible draw. And it's a horrible draw for Brendan Matthews as well, having two real live wires in the same heat. When I seen the draw, I immediately thought Savannah Bow has the best drawn dog of the night. I think he's not, there's lot, so much early pace inside him. He's got no early himself. He's sure to get a lovely run behind him. And he takes some stop. And when you see him picking her up off the last bend last week, and he went on to win by three and a half lengths, and you had the likes of Jack Tapper and Bella, and I know famous eight, he's really, really strong. He didn't qualify, but in behind him, and he was going further and further clear of those into the escape or into the pickup. So, um, yeah, he's really coming back to his form. He's got a great draw. Distant Podge, look, we said the same about uh, Drive On Lad, was it? He's just not trapping the way he was before the competition, but we know he's capable. And Supernova as well has a couple of good runs in there, but say likely to struggle from out there. But, yeah, so tricky. I was impressed by Gay Time Nemo last week. I always liked, as I say, and Savannah Ball was the best drawn dog in the race for me. Find it hard to look past Gay Time Nemo, as I said, he was good in the fourth round and I thought he really caught my eye in defeat last week so I will be with Gay Time Nemo but it's a, it's a fascinating heat and I fully expect Savannah Bow to qualify Okay Gay Time Nemo for the win Savannah Bow to qualify Lofty Pretty much what Barry said there I mean I really fancied Savannah Bow last week and it was quite impressive you know he's certainly come back he proved that he got to the final last year this is clearly his track you know this is clearly his time of year and you know he's always been primed by Diane Henry so that for this time, he's he's been well supported both times, and, and both times he's really done the business for the uh, for the connections. Um, again, as has been said, no early inside him. You know, I mean, he's early inside him. He's got no early himself, so he's going to be a tuck in there. He should get his rails potted that he wants early. But I thought, you know, as Barry pointed out, going to Nemo ran an absolute stormer last week, really, from uh, finding all sorts of trouble. Didn't quite run the bend, just missed the bend slightly, but. I just think here we can maybe get first run beyond undulation who has to lead. I mean, she, there was plenty of money again for her last week. She was well back first time out, uh, you know, in the very first heat. 
it was fortunes for her last week and then the cheers were up when she led and Romeo Magico just uh, snuck around behind her and you know, the Derby champion just showed his class really and that was the fastest time of the night and that was an impressive run by Magico last week. There was a cheering off Badger home there as they call him as he got, got the name quite well enough and from last year as well. But no, look, I think go to a name mode, probably the jewellery. I think if he, he can just turn second behind the bit here and outside, I think he's a he's quite a strong bet. Actually, I thought about six to four thirty in eight was was probably about the right price for him. He was a bit bigger. I'd certainly be uh, going in here. I think, but like you say, I think uh, Savannah Bowe be very very hard to qualify. Could certainly chase him home or win, and he'll definitely he'll definitely get through off into the uh, to the next round. Distant Pod say we've been chatting about him. Me, I mean, I quite fancied him at the start of the derby, but he absolutely flopped out in that three dog race in the uh, in the first round, and then they just got home last time and just snuck in for the third qualifying spot. He's just, you know, just lost the early pace that he's seen to have and, and the trapping ability. Uh, he'll pop out one night. Hopefully it'll be a night we've not laid him. We've got a few quid in the book for other dogs. Fingers crossed then <laughs> for Distant Podge, maybe to qualify on a Saturday and maybe just find a little bit more trapping speed. Joe? Well, this is, yeah, as you've said, you know, excellent race, so much early pace. And I think for me, Savannah Bow is the better of the night. Um, you know, as Barry said, got an absolutely cracking draw. Can just tuck in behind and finish strongly. I, I can't believe at the moment he's around about seven, eight to one. That's uh, just absolutely madness, in my opinion. Look, any as uh, any one of these could could win it. You know, he's not a sure thing or anything, but I think chance compared to to price is equals value here. And uh, <laughs> I certainly be cheering if he if he wins on Saturday because uh, I think he's a, he's a mad price. Totally with you. So Savannah Bow two votes, Gay Time Nemo two votes, and we're hoping Distant Podge does qualify as well. Got a little iron, as I was saying, obviously the bitch undulation and uh, six supernovas got the draw as well. So cracking heat uh, coming up for the sixth. So on to heat seven of the third round and trap one is Marie Champion, two, Jack Tavern Bella, three, Goldie's Perryman, four, Cachis, five, Sinek Goofy and six, Burj Khalifa. Now we've got three people that have wanted to talk to us about their dogs in this race. The first that we're going to hear from is Dave Lawrence on Marie Champion. Second will be Charlie Reese on Cachis. Poet, and I didn't know it. And third will be Dr. Simon on Goldie's Perryman. Champs drawing one is a positive. He ran very well from it on Friday in the second round. Um, he's got tremendous engine on him, this dog. And um, I'd be very hopeful that if you could turn in front of the other stayers in the race, the likes of Cachis and Jack Tavenbella, um, they wouldn't come from behind him. Um, obviously, we expect Sinek Goofy to lead. I was impressed with Burj Khalifa uh, in his second round the other day. I thought that was a much, much improved run. Uh, and he may, get a, he may get a nice clear run out wide. Um, and also, you can never discount Goldie's Perriman. So it's an extremely competitive looking heat. But I think that Champ is good enough. Uh, I hope he is, and I hope that he gets some a decent run up that fence, and um, we're looking to call a finalist uh, by the end of play on Saturday. Hello, mate. Um, yeah, coach, he's running well. Um, he's brought his trapping boots the last couple of times, which is good. Um, obviously, I think we're going to need more starts like that, but he's as fast as anything if we can get on the bunny or, you know, we can do it from behind. So, yeah, we're really pleased with him. As long as he can get himself a pitch and get himself a clear run, then fingers crossed we can qualify again. Obviously, we've had a great time with Steve since uh, he came into our ownership about 18 months ago. And we were delighted for him to get through the second round, fairly tough heat, but uh, finished in third and, and got us in the hat. 
Round three looks pretty tough. There's plenty of early pace from Sinek Goofy and Marie Champion and some strong stayers in there with Burj Khalifa, Kachiz and Jack Tavambella. So it is going to be tough again, but that's the derby. That's what we expect. And the one thing we know is that Steve will be trying. Uh, go on, Steve, lad. So it really is the heat of death. Dave obviously hoping Champ can get a run on the rail turn handy. Charlie's hoping that uh, Kachis's trapping boots are back on again because they have been so far in the competition. And Dr. Simon, well, just go on, Steve, lad. He's in a tough heat, but we know he's going to try his little heart out. So I thought this was the heat of death for Saturday night. I love Sinek Goofy. I think he's going to go well from the off, but whether or not he can keep it going against some strong running types in behind, i.e. Marie Champion, I'm not sure. Jack Tavern Bella's always going to be on the scene quite late. Goldie's Perriman's going to try and do things from the front, albeit he didn't get the best of the break last week. Kachis, I've really, really liked. I've championed him both rounds so far, and he's done the business for me in really impressive style in both rounds. And then you've got the big lad on the outside, Burj Khalifa, touching 40 kilos. I think he's the biggest dog in the competition. I really liked him last year. He caught my imagination when I think he was called Coordination, and he's now Burj Khalifa, and he's done well to finish second in behind Kachis and Romeo Command so far. He was within a length of Romeo Command last week. I don't know who I'm going to pick on Saturday because my heart wants to go with Goldie's Perryman. I kind of want to stick with my lad Kachis from the two rounds we've had so far. Sinek Goofy's in the same position as he was last year and he's winning everything every round. I just don't know. Marie Champion, I know the connections really well, so I just don't know. Uh, help me out, please, Joe. This is the, yeah, this is absolutely the, uh, the, the group of death, isn't it? You've got three dogs that are two from two so far in the competition. Um, you'd love to see Steve Ladd do it, but I mean, Goldish Perryman's up against it, against these, I think. Sinek Goofy's been impeccable so far, hasn't he? You know, great early pace as we come to expect. Um, beat Savannah Hero, and as I say last time, really, you know, really good dog. As Charlie said, Kachis has been banging out. You wouldn't expect it. You know, he's a strong running sort, but he's been he's been pinging the lids. And if he gets out like that again, um, it, you know, he could absolutely win this. But law of averages... You know, maybe, maybe not this time. I'm not. I'm not sure. And as you say, Jack Tavenbell has been running on strongly, um, second both times, but really strong running sort. I'm just Marie Champion has just been really impressive for for me. You know, not out as well um, as he can do last time, but he still picked up Tommy's boss as we mentioned earlier, and he's just looked really classy. You know, he was well fancied by a lot in this competition, um, and he's just looked really, really good. You know, you mentioned Burj Khalifa been really running really well and can't rule him out either. But I'm just going to go with the favourite, Marie Champion. Um, very tough race, but I think you know, drawn one here, I think uh, might be too good for these possibly. Okay, could possibly be too good in a very tricky heat, Barry. Well, sign a goofy leads, doesn't he? There's no doubt about that. A level break, or even if he breaks a half length behind him, he'll, he'll certainly lead into the bend. So you're just trying to look what's going to get first run after him. After watching it back a few times, Burj Khalifa wouldn't be known for his early pace, but I thought he went up quite well last week. He didn't fly the lids, went up in 4.13, good draw again out in six. And to be picked up by Romeo Command was no mean feat. And I think if he was to get a run at Sinek Goofy, whether he's within two or three lengths down the backside, I think he'd pick him up. Um, of the inside runners, what's gonna get what's gonna get the break? And I'll cut has flew out the last twice, as Joe said, but yeah, you're just waiting for him to miss the break one week, aren't you? 
Goldies Perryman has got a break in him. Possibly he should he should lead up Jack Cameron Bella, who's been coming away on occasions. She'll probably finish fastest of all. And Marie Champ has done nothing wrong in the competition so far. Seamus Cal did say he does lack a yard of early pace again, the very, very top dogs, and it's gonna get tougher as the competition goes on. So very, very tricky to call. Sinek Goofy will lead, uh, I'm sure of that, but I might just take a chance that Burj Khalifa, uh, he's improving. De- uh, Demi Matthews' dogs are running really, really well. Um, he's lightly enough raced. I think he's only had maybe 10 starts. He runs this place quite well. As you mentioned, he ran it well when he was called coordination last year. So, um, yeah, I'll give Burj Khalifa a bit of a chance in this. OK, Burj Khalifa got the draw on the outside, Lofty. Yeah, I mean, this is without doubt the, the heat of the night, isn't it? Um, you know, we pretty much read it. Sign it, Goofy will lead. What's going to turn second? To me, I want to be against Marie Champion. Um, you know, he's he, he's certainly, I mean, look, he's, he's a real nice sort going forward. Only a baby. I think he's the youngest dog left in the competition. Only August 21. We've still got another sort of two or three months from yet before he's, you know, still called a puppy. Um, he won, the, you know, he won a three-dog race first time out and his only serious role fell over leaving the boxes. He found probably the weakest second-round heat first time out. Look, he's been impressed. He's done nothing wrong, but... He's against the big boys here now and girls, obviously, with Jack Tavenbella drawn outside him. Um, yeah, I'd certainly want to be against him. But sign a goofy semi-finalist last year. What you see is what you get with him. You'll get it on the tin. You'll be out in front early. If you miss the break, you'll pace up, go to the corner. I'm still going to be with trap four. Kachis, Kachis, Kochais, whatever you want to call him, Chokais. There we go. <laughs> Look, I think whatever turns second here to, to sign at goofy, you're half going to fancy. You know, he has found his trapping boots. Um, he was a very expensive purchase scene with Cool. I remember he won, I think it was with John Mullins first of all, and he won um, He won a little four-dog race around home and clocked a flying time, something ridiculous like sort of 28.70 or 28.80 on his debut. He won by about 13 lengths, something ridiculous. He was a dog, he was a real eye-catcher. Um, I think he joins uh, Richard Reese because uh, the, the, basically only what his dogs were in at home and thought home would suit him more. Uh, he's certainly taken to this place in his, you know, his last couple of runs. Um, if he finds those trapping boots again and gets round, you know, I think he could certainly make sign it goofy go. But look, this is a, a really, really tough feat. Um, Goldie's Perryman, as we said, he has got that break in him. He was very, very weak in the betting last week. And biggest cheer of the night is when they announced he was finishing third. You know, he's proved his love for Toaster before, but a bit like me, he's getting on a bit now as well. You know, he's uh, he's, he's nudging, nudging four. He's nearly in the veteran stage. So I'm going to be with Kachis here. I certainly think Burj Khalifa can qualify. I totally agree with what Barry said. Thought he ran much above himself last week. And, he actually ran well against Kachis in the first round too, you know, and he stayed on strongly behind him. Once, once Kachis turned in front, he was always going to win that night and he seems to have taken quite well to the track as well. So, yeah, it's going to be Kachis for me. I think Signet Goofy will sign at Goofy. may just hold on for uh, for a place and, and Burj Khalifa can run well as well. But I'll be looking to uh, to be against track one here, certainly Marie Champion. So against Marie Champion mm-hmm. with Kachis and hoping for Signet Goofy and Burj Khalifa to qualify. But it is an absolute belter for the penultimate heat of the night. The final one comes up at 8.26. Trap one is Fabulous Azura. Two, Romeo Magico. Three, McNeil. Four, Mystical Mario. Five, Banahimic in Leo. And six, Hopes Woof Woof. And we're going to hear from Patrick Janssens once again on his bitch here. Trap one, Fabulous Azura. Fabulous Azura, um, come out of the race well, um, very hard race, but very good draw, if I'm honest, you know. She's up against her brother, uh, defending champion, um, there's a few more in there that are very good, but um, if she can lead, she will have to lead to do any good. Hopefully she can hang in there and hopefully she finishes in the first three.
Now, Pat likes the draw for Fabulous Azura, and apparently she's come out of round two really well. She only went down by three parts of a length to hurry up Jordan, who absolutely stormed round those final two bends. She'd made, made most of the running until that point. Can she do it from box one? Well, Patrick Janssen likes the draw, so hopefully she can. But I was so impressed by Romeo Magico last week. He, you don't see it unless you've watched the head on. He gets squeezed out the boxes on either side and he still manages to do a 28.97, which is absolutely unbelievable to me because he just powered right. I just, I had goosebumps watching him last week. He would be my pick in this race all day long and twice on Sunday. I really, really do think this lad could be the Derby champion once again. I really do think, after what I've seen in the first two rounds, you know, he's not got it his own way at all in either round, and he's managed to absolutely storm home. So very impressed so far, really hoping he can do it again. What say you, Barry? Yeah, he's been brilliant. And, and Graham Holland has quoted, I was saying to Dave Fairmanger before the derby started, that he's running as well as ever. And look, it's hard to argue with him now. His last two runs have been stunning. I know the first round heat was a weak heat, but he looked like he could have went out of the derby at the first round, or the first bend in the first round. He was so far wide outside runners, but um, to pick up undulation, he showed stunning pace down the far side last week. But again, like some of the Holland big runners this week, he hasn't got the most favourable draw. Fabulous Azura in one. She can fly out on occasions. And she's not a small lady, Danny. She's 70 pound weight. She's a big, big, she's a big bitch in, in trap one. And if she was to come out, she could hold him up. Maybe he's better off just tucking in behind her and showing his pace down the back straight. He should lead up McNeil. He should have no problems doing that. Mystical Mario has a bit of early pace. Will probably be heading towards the rails. The other Holland runner, Ballyhimmick and Leo, I was sweet on him last week. Probably a fortunate winner. And he did lack a bit of early pace for me. So it was against him. And hopes Wolf's up out in six. Always does. It gives you a run for your money, I suppose. But shouldn't be up to, to win in a heat like this. It's hard to oppose Magico. But I think the first 10 or 15 yards are going to be crucial. I think he either needs to come out level with Fabulous Azura and pace up with her to the bend, or else maybe just tuck in behind her and get a run after her down the back straight. But I would be with Romeo Magico, but I respect the bitch in one. Okay, with Romeo Magico, but respecting the girl in one. Lofty? Yeah, I mean, people say about, you know, Toaster and certain dog suit Toaster and how tricky it is to run. This dog has certainly got the clue out to run Toaster, Romeo Magico. Look, he won with Derby last year. As you said, you watch him at the boxes the other night. He's got squeezed out. He's got to the corner. He just sort of waits his time. Nips around on the inside. Does it right at the third corner. You know, knows the place where it's not hard to get past. Bob's going around the outside. He's just almost like he's got a brain. Look, he's sussed out this track and he knows how to run it. You know, and, and that was a great run for him last week. I must admit, I know we were late undulation. He was a good winner for us in the book. And I sat there and watched it and thought, yeah, that was the first time I've really thought this Derby's come alive for me seeing that race last week when he picked up undulation. That, you know, that was a tremendous run. As Barry said, not going to always unweigh here, though. She knows she's going to pop out and trap one Azura, and she, you know, she's capable of smashing the lids down. She will go slightly middle as well. Um, McNeil was always, he was every, went into more notebooks than Vinnie Jones on a bad day, first time out when he ran. He was actually quite hard to lay last week, to be fair. There was plenty of money about for Mystical Mario, who um, I stood by Dave Clark, and I know Dave Clark, but Mystical Mario, and I thought he was in tears almost when McNeil come and pinned it right on the line. Um, as Barry said, Ballyhimmick and Leo was, was a very fortunate winner last week. Hope to a fourth, you know, he's run on the outside, but I'm not sure he's up to it. Look, I just want to watch this race and, you know, hope Magico again, that first, a bit of Barry's put, he's put this race pretty much right. The first sort of 10, 15 yards, just trying to avoid the Zurich does go off. But, you know, he's a clever enough dog to qualify. 
McNeil will be flying home. He's the only anti-post bet I've got left in it. So I had a little bit on him after seeing him in the first round, but everybody else had the same idea, I think. Um, hopefully he can just sneak on and qualify if he can avoid uh, Mystical Mario earlier on. But yeah, looking to see the champion again and seeing if he can defend his title and uh, get to the quarterfinal, which all being well, he should do. Mouthwatering uh, heat number eight, the final race of the third round. Joe, can he do it? Yeah, absolutely. Of course he can. I think it was only him and Swords Rex that, that went under the 29 second mark um, in the in the second round each, wasn't it? And he was sensational, as everyone said, you know, undulation, looked away and gone. And the way he picked her up, it was just, it was breathtaking. Um, I thought he's got a decent draw here, obviously, based on what Barry said. I, I saw the one scenario where Fabulous Azora smashes out and he can just tuck in behind and get in a, in a good position. You know, I don't think he's he's quick enough early to, to beat Fabulous Azora, who's, who has been smashing out still. And she's not been quite seeing out the, the trip yet. I don't know whether she's still coming back, you know, and getting some fitness and some strength. So hopefully, you know, with another run under about, she might be able to see the 500 out a little bit better next time. I've obviously backed her anti post, so I'm hoping she can ping out from one and, and, and at the very least qualify. Um, but, but Romeo Magico about six to four. I think that's, I think that's very fair. He's just looked brilliant so far. And, um, you know, if he can make it to the final, what a great story that would be again. And if he could win it, you know, brilliant. It will be in all the papers, hopefully in all the news. I haven't backed him anti post, so hopefully he doesn't win it again, actually, but, um, no, it'll be <laughs> some story and he's looked sensational. He, he really has. He's looked sensational. So, uh, Good race. Enjoying it. Good one to finish off the third round. Certainly, certainly is. I cannot wait to see the champ back in action on Saturday. And that is a wrap. Just the eight heats, of course, for the third round. Hopefully we've found you some good winners. We might have even found you some dogs to lay. Who knows what's going to happen on Saturday? You're going to have to tune in to find out. And then we'll be doing it all again for the quarterfinals, as well as the competitions that start next week, too. So cannot wait uh, to be back with you. Um, next week but Joe as always it's a pleasure thank you Danny and thanks as again to Martin and Barry again for joining us brilliant lads great insight as ever shrewd operators you know the time of day Um, thank you more just don't look at the just don't look at the Star Sports and apps table, or nobody will listen to us at all. No, exactly, it's, only, yeah. it's only Danny flying the flag for. Yeah, us. yeah. We'll see some of our. Oh, yeah. we'll see some of our books you've had there from the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Can I just say, on the one day, I had seven seconds in that competition. On Oof. the uh, yeah, so I mean, that's the that's the difference, though, isn't it? Seven seconds in one I mean, night. I had six I winners it... in the third round, third <laughs> night of the uh, first round, and I was like, wow, okay. Let's see how this continues. And then I think I'm third in the table at the moment, but I'm going to claw myself back up. Yes, I have backed myself because someone, someone priced me up at 50 to one, not naming names. Was it, was it me? (laughs) I wasn't involved with pricing it up. Ah, um, well. I must have. You would have made a 66s. (laughs) I must admit, I played it. I played it the last few years. And every time I played it, I found one big price winner. I remember one year I, I backed a dog called God of War going back a while. It was 25 to 1 in the morning and I napped it and it won at sevens. And I backed it myself at 25. Oh. And um, and I just thought, I wish you could take the, you know, early morning sometimes prices you get. Um, a couple of years ago, I pulled up Duala Prince, uh, Craig Day's dog from Betfair. That was 50. I think that won at like 10s. Oh. And like, so, you know, it's a case we could get an early, you should do it if you get an early price. I reckon that'll work a lot better that way. But, you know, it's a big difference yeah. if you see what it is, the SP, the price you can actually take. But hey, guys, it's all part of the fun. <laughs> It sure is. Well, thank you very much indeed once again, guys, and I'm sure we'll see you next week. Will do. Cheers, guys. All the best. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye.